I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jenikin. Well, I decided we're going to just talk about some funny news stories that happened this week. Cool. Let's see what happened in the news. First, a feel-good story out of Oregon. This is out of Lake Oswego, and this is from KGW8, a local NBC affiliate. Hmm. It says, Rescue Cat detects dangerous gas leak at Lake Oswego home, saving owners. (gasps) What a hero. I love a pet saving the owner's lives story. So good. And you hear it sometimes. Yeah, Like dog detects earthquake before it happens. Or like a cat annoying their owner to wake them up. Right. Because <laughs> then the it's house, actually for a reason. Right. Because the house is filling with smoke. Yeah. I've heard a few of the cat stories like that. Cats are very smart. Very. It says, a rescue cat in Lake Oswego and her impeccable sense of smell alerted her family to a gas leak on Friday. The cat, Lily, and the owner, Sandy Martin, were playing on the living room floor when Lily stopped to go sniff the fireplace valve. <laughs> I went over and sniffed, and there was a natural gas smell, Martin said. It was very faint, so I didn't really trust my nose. Then I asked my husband to sniff it, too, and he sniffed it, too. Sandy's husband called their gas company, NY Natural, who told them to shut off everything in that room, including their cell phones, and open the doors. The gas company employee got to their house in 20 minutes in the snow and ice storm. (gasps) He came in and tested it. And in fact, he said it was a dangerous gas leak. Whoa. So, I like how Lily was like, um, I told you. Right. <laughs> like, I could have told you that. Why do you have your husband sniff? I already told you there's something happening here. You didn't need to have this guy drive all the way out in an ice storm. I also love that Sandy was playing with the cat on the floor. I don't know why. That's so cute. <laughs> I love playing with my cats on the floor. It's so fun. It's very fun. Uh, Sandy continues, so then he tested all the other sources of gas and went outside and cut off the pipe to the gas there and capped it off and shut down the fireplace. She might have saved our lives. Um, she did save your yes. life. Go give buy the, her some kibble. Give the cat all the credit because she saved her yes. life. Buy her salmon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, this could have been a very dangerous, like this could have been a big accident that yeah, happened. Yeah, scary. And, yeah. So... Thank you, Lily, the yeah. cat. Do you want to see a picture of her? Of course. Uh, okay. Actually, there's a video on this website. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, well, I love when they have an official news video and the cat's in it as dude, if it's a, giving an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they always add a meow in the background, I think. Desi and I just watched the official news video for that story. I'm sorry. It's pronounced Lake Oswego. It's a very cute cat. And the cat's very cute. It's a calico. calico. Yeah. Yeah. Love her. And the, the news story added a, the, the video added another detail that we didn't include and in that this cat saved this woman from, from a really bad depression that she was in. During the beginning during the, of the pande- during pandemic. During the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. This Aww. cat's a hero. Love Lily. I love Lily. Okay. Our next story is out of Canada. 
This is for our Canadian listeners. This is out of British Columbia. This is from CBC News. And a man named Mohammed Mosagavi was in trouble for having a party in Vancouver, (gasps) a pandemic party. Now, that's not the interesting thing about this because lots of people have been having these illegal parties during the pandemic that uh, these are not allowed, they get busted. The interesting thing is how the cop figured out he was having a party. So it says, in the early hours of Saturday morning, as Vancouver police officers stood outside, what they suspected was a makeshift nightclub housed in the penthouse of a downtown apartment building. A delivery driver allegedly showed up with a McDonald's bag. Police claimed that there were 100 cheeseburgers inside. Ooh. <laughs> a detail that would become a ra- the rationale for investigators to return to the suite with a search warrant 24 hours later. Quote, I believe this shows the number of people inside the penthouse was so large that they required an unusually large order of 100 cheeseburgers. I was thinking like, well, that's at most 30 people. <laughs> Because you're going to eat like three cheeseburgers. McDonald's cheeseburgers are small. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're very small cheeseburgers. But there's I, probably, is it, I mean, probably over 10 people at least. I think that this cop thought that one person was getting one cheeseburger. And to me, that's not enough food. It's definitely not indicative that it's 100 people inside. Like, I get it. It probably is more, he's probably having a party that's more than just him and his immediate family. Yes. Yeah, Definitely. But you I, could eat a hundred. No, <laughs> well, okay. When I was like reading this story this afternoon, I was like, I could literally eat a hundred cheeseburgers right now. I was so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I could easily, if I was hungry, probably eat three or four cheeseburgers. Is that crazy? No, maybe two or three. <laughs> uh, you know what? Even from like Shake Shack or other burger places sometimes when i'm done with my cheeseburger i still want like i i want like half of one right and that's when you're eating other things yeah like fries or uh, whatever but like i'm sad that the cheeseburger is over yeah and mcdonald's cheeseburgers are very small yeah they're not like a shake shack burger no it's like a little snack it's a little cute snack and the bread's real squishy yeah it's a light snack yeah so I would say at least two. You, that's probably at least 50 people. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a lot of people. Absolutely. He shouldn't be having a party no. during a pandemic. And also, can you? I didn't even know you could order that many cheeseburgers on the fly from McDonald's. <laughs> that seems really like a big order. Right. Like maybe he had to do that's that like in advance. Catering. And it said he had the McDonald's bag. How many of those cheeseburgers were in that bag? Seriously. I think they need to do some more investigation on Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Okay, here's a story out of the UK from Metro News. And this woman was playing fetch with her dog when he pulled something, not a stick, out of the bushes. That sounds vulgar. It is vulgar, does he? <laughs> okay. Dog wanted to play fetch with eight-inch dildo he found in the bushes. <gasps> Did he carry it to his owner? Yes. Nice. And okay. Laura Roberts, 29, who was on a walk with her 11-month-old dog, Domino, when he suddenly ran back with the sex toy dangling from his mouth. The Cocker Springer... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's the dog name. It just had to be a Cocker (laughs) Springer. Cocker Springer. Boing. (laughs) The Cocker Springer Cross ran off and started digging away after noticing the curious-looking stick buried in the ground in... Armthorpe Pit Top in 
Doncaster on Saturday, <laughs> please. No emails, please. <laughs> <laughs> Laura said her dog then ran back to her and left the sex toy by her feet, expecting her to throw it so they could start playing. Well, she, what was her problem? <laughs> she, she, she says she burst out laughing, but she refused to pick up this used dildo. And I, I want to show you a picture of it. It is not just a, a phallic shaped item it is a replica of a penis dildo so it has like veins it's got veins it's got balls oh wow that's thick i mean i would have kicked it maybe for the dog to fetch yeah i wouldn't pick it up maybe give it a nice kick do you think it had a scent that the dog was interested in (laughs) smells like pussy (laughs) jazzy That's my dog voice. <laughs> that was the most vulgar thing you've ever done on the show. <laughs> you literally asked, did it have a smell? But I'm the, no, I'm the devil here. It was here. the voice. It was the fucking voice. The voice was vulgar. It was not okay. the content. You. <laughs> the dog's expression is really funny in this picture. Oh, my God. Okay. Our next story is also about cock. Okay. (laughs) And this is also a story about history. Ooh. We like history on this show. We do. This is out of the UK again. This is a very international show. Hitting them out of the park this week. (laughs) Look, America didn't have that many funny news stories this week. But the UK in Cambridgeshire, this is out of (laughs) CambridgeshireLive.com. It sounds so quaint. An ancient relic engraved with giant phallus is found by archaeologists. I love history. Me too. Do you want to see a picture? I absolutely do. They found this ancient stone with some art on it, and it's cock art. Someone drew a dick pic how many years ago? 2,000 years ago. Wow. That's how old this stone is that has a dick on it. You up. Wow. So it's like an embossed penis on like a huge rock. Do you think that this was a gift for someone? Or Imagine just, someone giving that to you. This is an ancient dick pic. Yeah. That's wild to think of it that way. I honestly just appreciate so much that as far back as 2000 years ago and no doubt to how whenever humans first began. Ha- began. <laughs> Rachel was trying to think of a smart word. No. <laughs> the genesis of oh, man. I almost said arrived, like like aliens. <laughs> I, okay, I'm, I want the dog to have uncovered this as well when he was like digging for the, the dildo. The dog. He accidentally uncovered an ancient dick artifact. And this is like an Airbud movie. <laughs> I would watch Dog Archaeologist. <laughs> Detective TM, Dick Dog. Trade, I've trademarked this. Uh, this is official how it works. He's like Indiana Jones, but Indiana yeah. Bones. <laughs> okay, that's a good movie. Indiana Bones? Yeah, a dog archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> we could make it with my cat detective. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. This is the movie that goes along with the with McFish. McFish and McBones. Oh my god. They're a duo. And McFish is always like McBones. 
they're like enemies, but also they work together sometimes yeah. reluctantly. Okay. So help us make this. I, what I was trying to say before I was so stupid was that I appreciate how horny people even in ancient times were. Our next story is out of America. This is wild. Okay. So did you read anything about the fallout with Joss Whedon this uh, week? I know exactly what you're going to tell us. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> fallout. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there's only one fallout story. <laughs> there's only one. There's only one that we would report on the show. Yes, keeping in, in line with the the dick theme. <laughs> okay. Now, look. Obviously, these are. We're not going to get into the Joss Whedon accusations. They're very serious. Yeah. And it's. I feel awful for everyone involved. But I do want to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Nicholas Brendan Mm -hmm. because he was asked to comment on allegations that Joss Whedon was abusive while he was doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. An angel. An angel. Yes. Which was the spinoff. So this is out of D-listed, but it was reported other places as well. Uh, The headline reads, Buffy star Nicholas Brendan won't comment on Joss Whedon allegations until he gets surgery for his paralyzed anus and penis. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is not funny. It's kind of funny. The the headline, first of all, why would, can't you just say, I'll get back to you? After I have a medical procedure, <laughs> right? Like, why get so specific? Dude, he got... Oh, what is, does he have some kind of medical condition? Like, what... Is, what okay. Okay. So, he does have some kind of... Uh, he had some kind of injury. D-listed says... Uh, let's see. On a recent 25-minute long video, he wrapped... I guess this is on Facebook Live. He did he did a Facebook Live for fans, and D-listed says on a recent 25-minute long video, he rapped, sang, and explained that he doesn't want to speak on the Joss Whedon accusations until he's healed from his recent injury. Nicholas says he slipped the week before and fell and felt a pressure on his coccyx bone. Is <laughs> what? It says coccyx. Cockix oh, cockix bone. <laughs> do you, you don't know what that is. I do know what that. That's the end of your tailbone. Oh, but he, when you said cockix, I was like, was he being cute? <laughs> <laughs> the, that pressure slowly traveled down his right side, and soon his anus and penis were paralyzed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I mean, I, we can laugh because we know he's better. <laughs> this is what he said in the Facebook Live quote. I'm not speaking on Joss yet. It's very personal for me, so I'll speak on that when I'm ready to speak on that. You know, because he and I had a relationship. There's a lot. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say um, it was emotional. Then he says, quote, uh, not nauseous and hung up and feeling like I got a shit. Because I really, (laughs) because I feel like I got a shit at all times with my butt stuff. If you're late, so this was like... I Imagine walk, <laughs> walking in at that point and being like, my favorite actor, Nicholas Brendan, he feels like he has to take a shit. What? Wait, what? So he clarifies to his followers, if you're late, I had an injury. So I always feel like I got a shit. 
My anus is kind of paralyzed and so is my penis, which is weird. <laughs> like, I got to sit down to piss because I don't know if I'm pissing or shitting. It's crazy. Good times is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this sounds like a weird guy to me. <laughs> like, to explain things in this way, I don't... D- just to hear someone's anus is paralyzed is such a weird way to put it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sure... Because if you're shitting, then it's clearly not paralyzed. It's working, but you can't feel... He can't it's like, feel it. It's the feeling he's missing. I'm sure that's a very weird sensation. Right, but I don't know... If it's still working, that's good, right? But you just can't feel it. Yeah. So hopefully he can feel it. He can feel those nice shits coming out. <laughs> And penis. His penis is I just think the funny thing to me is tying those two things together (laughs) as your excuse why you can't. Like, first of all, it takes two seconds to comment. Like, yeah, I I stand by charisma carpet. Like, come on. You don't have to wait till your anus is not paralyzed (laughs) to say something. (laughs) I've, I've heard some stories about him before. Like, he is an odd guy, I think. And he's gone through some shit, I think. So I don't know what this guy's up to. I, but that's a bizarre... I saw people putting that headline forward like, well, this, you know... It was like one of those things where it's like, well, this took an unexpected <laughs> turn at the end. Because <laughs> it was literally like a normal headline and then penis and anus paralyzed and other versions of that because D-listed obviously created the most <laughs> insane version. <laughs> but a lot of them were penis paralyzed even like new real news sources. Yeah. Um yeah, that's bizarre story. I just love that he gave us like he gave us the real explanation. He's like Also I'm not to hear gonna... his dialogue too, it it makes it sound less serious. He's like, "Yo, guys." It, well, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of the Chet Hanks thing. Yes, when, it's very Chet Hanks when his parents had COVID and he was like, yeah, hey guys, what's up? My parents, they have coronavirus. Yeah. No, it had like a super casual vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, which makes me feel comfortable laughing at it, actually. <laughs> All well, right. get well. Get, get well, well soon. Nicholas Brendan. And okay. make a statement. Please. Uh, God, what are these news stories I saved for today that I thought... I don't know. Look, <laughs> here's out of Australia. Okay. We're going all over. We week. have a lot of Australian listeners. We have a lot of Australian listeners. We have a lot of listeners from the UK. This is, uh, where in Australia is this? Well, I don't know yet. I'll find out. Victoria. Okay. A wallaby paid a visit to an Australian hospital's emergency room. <gasps> Basically, Cute. the news story is just that a wallaby made its way into the hospital and people were like, oh. It was a little bright mo- moment. It was a bright moment for the people in this emergency room and someone in the article, uh, this is out of UPI. They said that wallabies are very shy. So it was a nice surprise. Are wallabies the ones that kind of look like kangaroos? Yeah. Like smaller versions? I've met a wallaby before. Oh, you have? I have. They're very soft and they're very cute. They look like mini kangaroos. Look, I've talked about this before. I was obsessed with Australia (laughs) as a child. You were? Yeah. I think we talked about this. And because I loved that, marsupials. Because of that Men at Work song? No. I just loved koala bears. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I fucking loved koala bears as a child. I was obsessed with them. I have like, I made like 10 shoebox dioramas <laughs> of koala bears inside of them. 
And they're like little environments with the fucking eucalyptus trees. They're very cute. One of the cutest animals ever. And my new cute animal that I'm obsessed with, red pandas. <laughs> Have you seen the red pandas? Yeah, they're very cute. They're so fucking cute. I didn't know that they lived in China. <laughs> I literally was just reading about them today. You don't know that pandas are from China? Red pandas? No, I did not know that red pandas were. Well, where did you think they were from? I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that they lived with the other pandas <laughs> You thought, you thought they were from Silver Lake? Because they're not the same species. Oh. They're like fox-looking pandas that are orange-ish. They're really cute. Look, Rachel, apparently she knows all about animals and where they come from. <laughs> uh, why do I bother? Okay. <laughs> well, our last story is a story out of Florida. This is about Desi's family. <gasps> I found a news story about Desi's family. Drunk Naples woman <laughs> stabs her sister with an EpiPen because she says she's allergic to drunks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's so Florida. Uh, you you want to see a mugshot? Oh, yeah. Damn. Do you, That's rec- like, do you recognize her, no, Desi? That is a Florida hair color. <laughs> like, from the box blonde. <laughs> Naples, Florida. A Naples woman was arrested Thursday. Oh, sorry. This is out of NBC 2, the Naples NBC. Naples, Florida. A Naples woman was arrested Thursday after allegedly stabbing her sister with an EpiPen multiple times, claiming to be allergic to drunks and hoping the injection would sober her up. Joanna Zielinski, 62, is facing a domestic battery charge after the incident, according to the Naples Police Department. Police responded to a home on 11th Street Southwest in Naples around 10.30 p.m. after someone called 911 from the area and hung up the phone. Officers connected with a woman who said she was drinking alcohol with her sister Joanna before falling asleep on the couch, leaving Joanna to drink more alone and take drugs. The woman said Joanna went crazy and attacked her with an EpiPen, stabbing her multiple times before calling 911. Police asked Joanna why she called police, and she responded saying, quote, I'm allergic to drunks, so I injected her with the EpiPen so she wouldn't be drunk anymore. What's the big deal? Wouldn't she inject herself if she has the allergy? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I asked myself the same thing. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, Joanna. Uh, well, fortunately, the sister is okay. Ugh. And uh, Joanna, you need to work work on some stuff. Work on yourself, Joanna. You, you need to work on yourself, <laughs> Joanna, because you might have an alcohol problem too. And that's our news stories. Now, we did get a really great email from one of our listeners about being on the child beauty pageant circuit. Ooh. And this is from Haley. Picture it. Bumblefuck, Georgia, the early 1990s. My mom had me in pageants as an infant. (sighs) I did a few a year until I was probably about 13, and I adamantly refused to continue. Most of them in the Southeast. Uh, These are some of the highlights, she says. She did a jazz solo to New Edition's Candy Girl. Yes. I thought... (laughs) When I read that, Desi, I said, that would have been your song. And jazz solo means like a dance, right? Yes. Yeah. She yeah. wasn't playing like saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She did a little jazz dance to Candy Girl. Yeah, nice. She was eight-ish. 
Uh, she says, costume was a purple leotard with heart cutouts on the tummy and over the butt. Also, there was a black lace butt ruffle. Ooh. Uh, wearing fake eyelashes and fishnets before the age of 10. She says, once my mother decided my talent should be drawing this dog I used to draw all the time. <laughs> so, so the she- mom was getting desperate. <laughs> So she orchestrated this thing where I would come out on stage and draw a picture of a dog on a big easel while how much is that doggy in the window played? I am faint. (laughs) (laughs) This is absolutely tragic. (laughs) This is amazing. She says, and she says... I can't even tell you how awkward that was. Haley, please send me a portrait of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> please, I want to see pictures. I would love one of the ones she drew during the yes. <laughs> I need to know what the how dog much, looked well, like. That song, that song is the worst song. Jesus. I, that is like a song I probably would have liked as a kid. Like I would have thought, oh, let's do a cute routine <laughs> to this. <laughs> oh my God, the talent. Okay. She continues... Uh, you were definitely coached to flirt with the judges. You were supposed to wave, wink, blow kisses, and bite the apple, which is, she says, is a weird way of smiling with your mouth open. And I tried to to do that, and I was like... Oh, I know what they're talking about. So your teeth are a little spread, right? (laughs) You can't spread your teeth. No, but they're open. Oh, your mouth, like, your, your lips mouth are spread. But your teeth are also not touching. Oh, oh, spread that way. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> what is this, a horror movie? Because <laughs> I, I know that smile they do, and it's just like... Uh, <laughs> I do, too. I, I know exactly too. what it is. My skin's crawling. She says, my mom would get into verbal altercations with other mothers all the time. <gasps> I remember there were often pageants at county fairgrounds, so anyone at the fair could just walk in and watch us on stage. That still skeeves me out. I really didn't like much about pageants. Most of the time, all I wanted to do was ride the fair rides or swim in the pool at whatever hotel we were staying in. There are pictures of me around the age of four, asleep, sitting up while my mother is putting those shitty noodle curlers pulling those shitty noodle curlers out of my hair. I know exactly the <laughs> those ones. Those foam ones yes. that twist, yeah. I did it because I didn't know anything different. It still makes me sad that my mom refuses to go to therapy because this was obviously all about her. I did watch toddlers and tiaras. I couldn't look away. Luckily, when I was young, they weren't as intense. Like, I don't remember anyone having flippers, maybe some spray tans. By the way... Flippers? Do you? I remember the first time I found out what a flipper was. Yeah, I was so creeped out. It's creepy. Do you want to explain what they are? That's the teeth, right? Yes, they're fake teeth for kids. So, because so, kids lose teeth, but you can't have teeth missing in a pageant, even though it's completely natural. Right. I mean, the irritating thing to me about that is I find kids super adorable when they have teeth missing. <laughs> like that seems like a bonus to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. It's weird that. If you didn't have one, you would be considered, what, ugly or something? Like, or less than? It's crazy to me. Every kid loses their teeth. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, why would that be something you get docked for? Like, right. I, I don't know. Yeah. So that's what flippers are. Yeah. Also, the term seems weird. To I, don't me. Get, I don't get what the term is. It's creepy. It is creepy. So Haley included a picture. Haley, you are absolutely adorable. 
Wait, do you want to see? I want to see Haley. Yeah, she's so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, she's she, totally. She in a, is really cute. She's in a total pageant dress. The dress is pageant, but I have to say, her hair and makeup look normal. Yeah, like it's not over the top. It's just like a little bit. Her hair is done. It doesn't even look like there's much makeup, if at all. It doesn't look like the pageant looks that we see on toddlers and tiaras, right? Where it's like sprayed on fucking makeup, more makeup, <laughs> like than more I than wear. I would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she's not in like a baby dress. She queen. looks super cute. Yeah, you look adorable, and she's also standing next to like a huge statue or like a trophy. trophy. She has two <laughs> trophies. She has a big green sash. That's cute. Thank you for writing in, Haley. That's so great. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, did you watch anything great this week? I do have recommendations. First, I, ha- I do have a podcast that I want to uh, like tell you guys about. 
It is by my friend, Zaren Burnett. He's a great writer and he has a podcast out right now called Black Cowboys. And it's a history podcast. Every episode, he goes into the life of a different black cowboy. It's very interesting because 25% of the cowboys from back in those days were black, which I did not know. So his dad is interviewed in the first podcast. I don't know if he will be in every podcast. It's a really good show, and I'm looking forward to hearing them all. So you can check that out. It is called Black Cowboys, and I think it's pretty much everywhere you can listen to podcasts. That deal. As far as what I watched, well, first I'll get into a good thing that I watched, and that is Judas and the Black Messiah. This is about the assassination of one of the Black Panthers leader in 1969. He is played by um, Daniel Kaluuya. The other lead actor in this is Lakeith Stanfield, who I love yeah. so much. And he plays um, an FBI or undercover person who went undercover in the Black Panthers and basically betrayed Fred Hampton, who was the lead, the leader I mentioned earlier. It's a really good movie. It's set in 1969. It's done to perfection. Like all of the details of the era. It's just the coloring, like the the film color <laughs> looks so nice. Like every every still looked like a photograph. Um, I love that kind of movie. It's very good. So if you're into that era, it's a really great story that I think a lot of people should learn. And it was a really good movie. Now, I also watched a lot of piece of shit movies. <laughs> I talked about Con Air last week. I did watch The Rock as well as Face Off. You watched The Rock too, at least partially, right? I watched all of The Rock. Oh, you did watch it all? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's... It's by far like Con Air is so bad, it's entertaining. The yeah. Rock is definitely more a, a traditional action movie from that era. It has Sean Connery in it, so that's definitely a plus. After seeing Con Air, <laughs> Nicolas Cage seemed like an Oscar winner again <laughs> The Rock, just because his performance is very crazy in Con Air. Uh, now, I did tell Rachel to watch Face Off, so hopefully she'll get to that this week, because that movie is next level crazy. Every time I try to watch Face Off, it never happens. It's so good. I can't believe it took me this long to see, like, because it's been out a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's so, it's such a wild movie. None of it makes sense scientifically, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Desi, as a scientist. As a scientist, uh, <laughs> definitely don't watch this movie with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Or you'll be really annoyed. Um, yeah, it's it's such a deranged movie. I did I did enjoy it. It's John Woo. He directed it. Yeah. So you know it's gonna have those slow bullets, <laughs> all those kind of signature John Woo. Lots of explosions. Uh, Nicholas Cage is great. John Travolta's in it. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna tell you. I look. I. Face Off was a huge movie when it came out, or at least the trailer played every two seconds when I was a kid. Oh, it was huge. I'm telling you, there's a line from the trailer that has been stuck in my brain since 1997, (laughs) and that is John Travolta (laughs) snaking around and going, ooh, you're good looking. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'm telling you, I can't see John Travolta without hearing that in my head. He look, he's like a weird actor for me. Uh he's perfectly fine, but it's not like a favorite of mine. So it's always weird to see him play like a villain 
Because it's kind of like, oh, come on. <laughs> I'll kick your ass. Like, <laughs> But it's definitely a fun movie. I did also start Richard Jewell, which is kind of a crime-esque movie, which was fine and good. Just like a typical biopic. Uh, yeah, so that's what I watched. Well, I listened to a new podcast that just came out from Dateline. And it's Mommy Doomsday mm-hmm. about Lori Vallow. We talked about Lori Vallow when that case was breaking or not right. when it was like in the news a lot, like yeah. a year ago. And then it kind of dropped out. Well, the reason, my main reason for listening to this podcast is because it's hosted by Keith Morrison. Of course. Who's like my favorite yeah. person to listen to. He's got a great he, voice. <laughs> he's so amazing. And I also just really love hearing him say mommy. Ooh. Well, because it's called Mommy Doomsday. Yeah. We should do like a super cut. We, honestly. <laughs> He's like, Mommy Doomsday. I can't do him. I can't yeah, do him. You know no. who can do a great impression of Keith Morrison is Bill Hader. Oh. Bill Hader's impression of Keith Morrison is like next level. And you have to be able to do a really deep voice. He doesn't have a deep voice. It's just he has a voice that's like. It's booming now it, or something. It, it can be deep, but it also can go very high. Like it's just right. Like, it's but there's ve- a tone to it that's very like it's gravelly. Full. It's I don't know. I can't yeah. explain Keith Morrison. But voice. we know what we're talking about. We, and we yeah. know what we're talking about. If you don't know who Keith Morrison is, he's been at Dateline forever, and they do a podcast version of the Dateline show, which I listen to religiously. Yeah, it's such a basic. True crime podcasts. Yeah. I mean, it's Dateline format. It's, a, it's literally just the audio version of, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Which, I like it, though. No, it's great. It's so comforting. My other favorite host, because they have like a few different hosts. Yeah. And Keith Morrison's one of them. My other favorite one is Josh Mankiewicz. Oh, yeah, I like Because he's a little snarky. He is. He'll be like... Like, look, Bill Hader also does an impression of him. Oh, he does? Yes. Okay. There was like this clip from a few years ago of Bill Hader on one of the late night shows. And he talked about how much he loves Dateline. And he did an impression of Keith Morrison and of Josh Mankiewicz. And it's fucking spot on. Oh, wow. But Josh Mankiewicz is definitely the snarkier of the two. Like, he'll like... He'll be like, well, why didn't you call 911? Like, he'll just... Yeah. You know, why didn't you do that? Like... And Keith Morrison saves those. Every once in a while, he does something starky when he was like, Blood Meridian? Like, remember? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, were, okay, if anyone ever listened to the thing about Pam, <laughs> it has one of my favorite Keith Morrison asides ever. It's so good. Which is that they, they play some audio from some guy being like in a police interview. Yes. And in the interview, the suspect... He talks shit about Cormac McCarthy's book, Blood Meridian. Yes. For some reason, he calls it boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Keith Morrison does an aside and he goes, Cormac McCarthy, boring? <laughs> okay. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, it's so not related to anything, but you knew it sent him into a tizzy. Yeah. So, he's like, I need to comment. Yeah. I can't let Cormac McCarthy slander go Happen. slide under my watch. <laughs> like, of all things to... Because to, it has nothing to do with the, no. the case or anything. Like, no, it's so good. There's, I like that when we both listened to that, that both stood out to us. Because he doesn't do as much as Josh Mankowitz. Like those snarky things. So when he does do it, it's so great. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. There was another uh, line from the thing about Pam that he said where he goes, and she had one thing on her mind. 
boys. <laughs> I just love him. I also love that he's Matthew Perry's stepdad. I know. It's just like when I found that out, I lost it for some reason. <laughs> Like, I couldn't believe it for some reason. It's not like I'm even a Matthew Perry fan, but I was like, what? How am I just finding this out? This is insane. It's such a wild detail. Yes. So, yeah, a big fan. Uh, the other podcast I'm listening to, Something Was Wrong, just came out with a new season. Oh. That's pretty gripping, the latest season. So. What is the latest season about? It's about this girl woman uh who talks about her sibling who was an at-risk youth and very abusive okay so it's just a gripping story okay uh, there's only two episodes out right now because the season just started season seven i believe okay so, cool. yeah we've talked about something was wrong on the show before yes i think i, I, I list- remember what the last case was well, they've done several because it's seven I seasons. Know, but at the last one, I think we talked about. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll look it up later. Yeah. So, um, oh, the first case we talked about was about like this sociopathic boy husband that this woman oh, married. Oh, right, 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 right. And she did. She kind of had red flags, but she didn't realize. Yeah. Like, she kept seeing things and like sort of dismissing them. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, the the host Tiffany, she always finds these sort of interesting relationship stories. Yes. So yes. the latest one I think is pretty interesting. Um and I think those are the two most notable things that I consumed this week obviously besides food, which we just had some great food. We had some really good Indian food tonight from a restaurant downtown called Badmash. It was so good. It was so good. Very spicy too. Which I love. I love. Yeah. yeah. I need it to be very spicy. I was crying. Like I had to blow my nose spicy. Like yeah. it was so. That's what I want. Me too. Me too. I want to be sweating and blowing my nose. When I used to go to the Indian row restaurants, by the way, I would beg them to make it spicy for me. And I, and I had to be like, no, I'm I'm serious. Because <laughs> they're like, no, we have a lot of like white women coming <laughs> who say they want spicy and that it's too spicy. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. So I had to like, they finally got to know me like as the crazy bitch who really wanted it spicy. But yeah, it's always, I always am happy when it's really spicy. Like yeah. it's so good. So yeah, we, we had samosas. We had chicken tikka masala. I always want to try someone's chicken tikka masala. Me too. That's cause that's a very popular Indian restaurant. Here. I like that dish. Like, Chicken tikka masala. I think it was invented in Britain. It's a good dish. It is a good dish. Um, the pane- the sag paneer too was good, Very which is good. also a dish I think is sort of like if they make this good, everything's going to be good. Right. The samosas were good. The sauces were all really good. Yeah. I liked them. Everything I thought was excellent. It was delicious. Very good. And then I made babka. And Desi brought some of that babka. Yeah. And it was so good. I, fi- I finally made the chocolate babka. Had you never made it before? No, I never made it before. Babka's very labor intensive. I found a recipe that was pretty easy. I yeah. will try to post it because I feel like it's something that wouldn't be in- intimidating, even if you haven't made a ton of uh, like yeast ri- risen bread. Right. It was pretty easy and fast. Right. Because um, it was like an hour rise, which is pretty short. Interesting. Yeah. It was very good. I mean, the second one 
proved longer because I only had one loaf pan. <laughs> so it, after I twisted it, it sat for a bit and it did get bigger. Um, but the one I have here was the first one. Yeah. And that one did not prove fat, that twice. No, that's the recipe. So I'm sure there's more complicated ones, but this is a nice, easy one. If you want to make a fast babka and impress all your friends. It was chocolatey and cinnamony. Yeah. And the crumb was good. There's like a hard crumb on top. Yeah. Um, which I thought was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, I think that's all I made this week. That was pretty exciting. Did you eat anything else without me? <sighs> what? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing like, nothing exciting. What did we eat last? Oh my God, wait. We, we got food together last we week. We got dumplings. Oh no. no. We got pine and crane. No, when we got the sandwiches. Oh, that's oh. right, because we went out Saturday. We Desi helped me pick up a table. Yes. Out. Uh, I hadn't left my house in like two weeks. Desi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and we went to this Italian market in Pasadena. That's right. We got Amoretti cookies. And, and we bought like bags of fresh pasta. Did you make your ravioli? I did. They were fucking delicious. I made the gnocchi. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Um, And I ate the amaretti cookies. I ate almost all of them. Yeah, they go fast. They're good. (laughs) Look, it's no carbs. Except for the sugar. It's practically egg whites. But it's gluten-free, right? (laughs) Yeah, because they're egg white cookies. They have to be healthy. They're kind of meringue. And then did you try the marzipan? I ate the whole thing so fast. I... Ate that in bed. <laughs> I remembered I had it. <laughs> I was in bed already, and I was like, what's some of that marzipan? It was so sweet, but I love marzipan. It's just so good. It's one of my favorite foods. Uh, yeah, that was a cute market. We have some uh, suggestions for the sandwich. Yeah, we do. Which had high quality ingredients, but we like ours a little more juicy. <laughs> and the sandwich wasn't wet enough. Yeah, we want our sandwich a little more wet. It's a very popular sandwich. It's called The Sandwich. The market's cute, though, and yeah. good. Recommend going. It's in Pasadena. Here's was a genius move. Desi and I got this sandwich. Oh, They're- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're at this Italian market. I grab a bottle of or a jar of um, Calabrian chilies. Mm-hmm. First, I've never even bought Calabrian chilies before, but I do like them. They're good. But for some reason, I'm like, I should have these in my pantry. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to need them. And what, what do you know? <laughs> what wouldn't you know? We needed them. We were in Desi's car eating our sandwiches. And I said, you know what? The sandwich is good, but they didn't go all the way. It needs some moisture on it because there was very little moisture on that sandwich. I think the problem is they're very popular. So they pack them up in advance. Yeah. And obviously that would lead to soggy bread yes. if you put too much. Yes. So it's sort of a, uh, yeah. It needed a little condiment on it. So I wonder if you can ask for like a side of vinegar and oil. It would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah. But we dumped some Calabrian chilies that I had just bought onto the sandwich. It was fucking perfect. In the car. In the car. Big subs pouring chilies out of <laughs> It was a pig move. It was a pig move for sure. I'm sure we looked hot as hell. I honestly <laughs> am dying to know if someone passed by the car and saw me dumping out a jar of chilies onto a sandwich. It was so good. It, de- it definitely made a difference. Saved the sandwich. Yeah, it, it saved was, it. It was very good. But the meat was very good quality. Everything was great quality. It was yeah. just, we like ours a little wetter. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, and with that, 
Is that it? That's it. Okay. Bye, guys. See you on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.